0: The first time Rodrigo Loza left his country, he was 18 years old. He traveled from Quito, Ecuador, to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he lived for a year with the Schmidt family. Rodrigo was one of many young Latin Americans doing this in the 70s. At the time, there was a boom in foreign exchange programs for students coming to the U.S. In ese viaje, mi papá
1: empezó a considerar a los abuelos de Schmidt, Parte de su
0: familia. Carolina is Rodrigo's daughter. She had always thought of her father as emotionally withdrawn and a little bit of an outcast. So she wondered how this American couple, who spoke no Spanish, ended up becoming almost like mom and dad to her father, a reserved Hispanic man from the Ecuadorian highlands. She couldn't understand this until she took her own trip to Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Duolingo Spanish Podcast. We bring you true bilingual stories about travels with unexpected turns, plans unraveled, and destinations unknown. The Spanish in this story is for intermediate level learners, but if you get lost, don't worry. We'll be chiming in throughout the story. Carolina's trip started when her dad got some bad news. Tom Schmidt, his host father from his year in Ohio, had suddenly died. In their family, they called him Abuelo Schmidt. He was 95 years old. Para mi papá fue difícil
1: procesar la muerte del abuelo Schmidt. A veces se sentaba en el sofá en silencio, sin hablar, mirando al piso. Caminaba sin dirección por toda la casa. Si mi mamá y yo hablábamos, Mi papá movía su cabeza sin realmente
0: escuchar. Rodrigo was inconsolable over his former host father's death. But Carolina couldn't understand it. Why was he so sad? She knew they were close because he always affectionately referred to them as mom and dad, which is how she ended up calling them abuelo and abuela. But Carolina had never seen her dad get this emotional about anything.
1: Mi papá nunca expresa sus emociones. Se paraliza si lo abrazas. Por otro lado, los Schmidt siempre me parecieron distantes.
0: Carolina had never connected much with the Schmidts. She first met them in a short visit to the States when she was 15 years old. And then one other time when they visited Ecuador. But Carolina's English wasn't so good when she was younger. And simple things, like their sarcastic sense of humor, were lost on her.
1: Mi papa no hablaba mucho de Ohio.
0: Since she had heard only a few anecdotes about her dad's time in Ohio, she never quite understood how her father ended up feeling so close to the Schmidts.
1: El abuelo Schmidt murió en abril. Dos meses después, mi papá me preguntó si yo podía viajar a Cincinnati, Ohio para estar un tiempo con la abuela
0: Schmidt. Rodrigo couldn't go to Ohio himself because he had to take care of some important family affairs in Ecuador. Era obvio que mi papá estaba nervioso. No
1: quería que la abuela Schmidt sufriera de depresión.
0: Rodrigo was worried that Grandma Schmidt would become depressed. He also thought Charles, one of her sons, could use an extra hand with her care. So Rodrigo pleaded with Carolina to go in his place. She agreed to go. At the time, she was 28 years old. Mi
1: vuelo
0: llegó Cuatro horas tarde
1: a Cincinnati, y yo estaba nerviosa. En el aeropuerto, me esperaba la abuela y su hijo Charles. Cuando entré a su coche, no sabía qué hacer ni qué decir. Decidí no hablar durante el viaje.
0: One hour later, they pulled into the suburban neighborhood where the Schmidt family lived. The houses there had large driveways with minivans parked out front, bikes left unlocked at their doorsteps, and well manicured lawns.
1: La ciudad era segura y
0: tranquila. Muy diferente a mi barrio en Ecuador. Mary Schmidt lived in a retirement community in the same neighborhood five minutes from the family house. Her apartment had an extra bedroom where Carolina would stay during her visit. Cuando
1: llegamos, Charles me dio instrucciones sobre sus actividades y rutinas y una lista muy larga de medicinas que la abuela Schmidt debía tomar. Ella recordaba a
0: mi papá, pero no sabía quién era yo. Carolina felt suddenly overwhelmed by the responsibility before her. For the next seven days, she would be taking care of a grieving elderly widow who didn't even recognize her.
1: Me senté en el sofá. Imaginé los próximos días con la abuela Schmidt. Hablar mucho en inglés con personas que no conocía y recordar darle los medicamentos a la abuela.
0: But those first few days didn't turn out to be as difficult as Carolina had imagined.
1: La abuela era muy flexible con los planes. Yo hablaba con ella todo el tiempo para entretenerla. Caminábamos en el parque juntas. Veíamos televisión. Bebíamos un poco de vino y jugábamos al bingo.
0: The next day, Carolina met Grandma Schmidt's nurse, who was returning from taking a day off. Her name was Kim. She asked Carolina about her life in Ecuador and about her dad, when suddenly... Kim me dijo, Sé quién es tu papá.
1: Leí sus cartas. Yo no sabía qué decirle.
0: ¿De qué cartas me hablaba? Letters from her dad... Carolina had no idea what Kim was talking about. Kim then walked Carolina over to a table where she rummaged through a pile of photo albums, receipts, and condolence letters until she found them.
1: Ahí están las cartas de tu papá, dijo. El papel de las cartas era amarillo por el paso de los años. Tenían bordes rojos y azules y estampas de Ecuador
0: Ohio. Carolina immediately started reading through them. She landed on one of the earliest ones, written in 1974, one year after her dad had returned to Ecuador. He wrote to the Schmitz about how he had been accepted into military school. Leí las cartas en voz alta para que la abuela escuchara Another letter, this one from 1976. Talked about how Rodrigo was hoping to win a scholarship to study again in the United States.
1: En el año 1977, les escribió desde la Universidad en Colorado Springs. Hablaba de planes para
0: visitarlos el 25 de diciembre, en Navidad. The handwritten letters were around two to four pages long. In a few of them, Carolina read about her father's anxiety when he was in school.
1: Mi papá escribía sobre sus dificultades de la universidad
0: y de un amor a distancia que no funcionó. He also wrote about his parents' divorce in Ecuador and how distant he felt from his family. Todo esto pasó antes de que yo naciera. Carolina found it thrilling to read these dispatches from her father, letters that weren't meant for her to read because she hadn't even been born yet. For Grandma Schmidt, the letters offered a window into very fond memories.
1: Cuando yo leía las cartas, la abuela escuchaba feliz y con los ojos cerrados. En el año 1983, Después de terminar la universidad y recibir su diploma en historia, mi papá escribió sobre su retorno a Ecuador.
0: In that letter, Rodrigo told them he was training to be a combat pilot in the Ecuadorian military. He was already affectionately referring to them as mom and dad. Queridos mamá y papá,
1: soy piloto de combate. Pero no estoy feliz. Yo vine a Ecuador a ser el mejor piloto posible, pero las cosas no son como yo
0: pensaba. Rodrigo complained of how his superiors mistreated him in the military, of how he didn't see the discipline and sense of duty he expected of the institution.
1: Era obvio que mi papá no se adaptaba en Ecuador.
0: This was news to Carolina. She had never heard about her father's frustration with being back in Ecuador, or with his military career, which he never quit. She was also surprised to find out that the Schmitz were the first people her father decided to confide in about this, not his friends or family from back home.
1: Pasé el día de la madre con la abuela para que no pensara en la muerte del abuelo. Desayunamos tarde, caminamos un poco, y continuamos leyendo las cartas. En una del año 1986, mi papá hablaba sobre la relación con su familia en Ecuador.
0: In this letter about his family, Rodrigo wrote,
1: Siento que hay un problema. Siento que mis padres...
0: Rodrigo wrote that he noticed a distance growing between him and his Ecuadorian parents. Carolina felt pain for her dad as she read this. Grandma Schmidt also struggled to understand why Rodrigo's parents would grow indifferent to their son. One night, Grandma Schmidt's sons, Charles and Tim, came over for dinner. They shared stories with Carolina from the year her dad spent with them. Charles and Tim
1: me contaron historias sobre mi padre. Por ejemplo, sobre cómo él participaba muy poco en las conversaciones porque no hablaba inglés.
0: They told her about how he learned to swim at their golf club. How in the nearby town of Blue Ash he bought his first suit for his graduation party. They showed her the garden he would cross each day to go to school. En la casa,
1: todavía tienen pinturas que compraron cuando visitaron Ecuador en el año 1989.
0: And in their bedroom, Carolina saw that the Schmitz had six photos, five of their children, and right next to them one of Rodrigo, her dad.
1: La noche siguiente a nuestra cena, llamé a mi papá. Le
0: hablé sobre la abuela, Charles, y Tim. The man Carolina knew to be strong, disciplined, and kind of obsessive only asked one favor of her.
1: Mi papá me dijo que abrazara a la abuela por él.
0: That she give Grandma Schmidt a big hug for him. Over the days she spent in Ohio, Carolina learned that the values she most appreciates in her dad are ones he learned from the Schmidt's. Con ellos,
1: Aprendió el valor de la palabra, el perfeccionismo, y la dedicación
0: a la familia. Thanks to them, Rodrigo also learned to navigate American culture and fell in love with it.
1: Cuando era pequeña, mi papá escuchaba Simon and Garfunkel. También leía libros y decía chistes en inglés.
0: His love for English eventually motivated Carolina to learn the language and make it a part of her life, too. As a journalist, Carolina has worked with the United Nations, Vice News, and even the New York Times, all thanks to her English. Now, it made it possible for her to accompany Grandma Schmidt and to read her father's letters. Towards the end of her visit, Carolina remembers reading one that really struck her. En esos últimos días, recuerdo que
1: encontré una carta en particular del año 1984.
0: In that letter, Rodrigo wrote,
1: No sé cuándo regresaré a Estados Unidos. Gracias por todo, mamá y papá. Gracias por todo lo que hicieron por mí. Estaré en contacto. Lo
0: prometo. When Rodrigo wrote those words, thanking them for everything they had done for him, and saying he didn't know when he'd be back in the United States, he probably never thought that one day the one to return would be his daughter. Gracias a mi papá y sus sacrificios Yo estaba ahí. Now it was Carolina who was overwhelmed with emotion. Lloré. Lloré pensando en nuestras
1: peleas, en nuestras dificultades y diferencias.
0: Carolina remembered the many times she felt embarrassed by her dad and complained about his peculiar ways. It suddenly clicked for her that her dad's quirks could be traced back to this pivotal time in his life, to feeling lost and alone in Ecuador, and yet loved and supported by this American couple, thousands of miles away in Ohio. She could now appreciate all that they gave him, and how he had, in his own way, given that to her.
1: Pensé en esto por unas horas. Más tarde, Decidí escribirle por mensaje de texto.
0: Inspired by her father's words to the Schmitz in the letter she had just read, Carolina texted her dad to thank him for the sacrifices he had made for her.
1: Él me respondió, no es necesario decir gracias. Es parte de mi trabajo como papá.
0: Carolina Loza León is a journalist in Quito, Ecuador. You can find a transcript of this episode and the rest of the episodes in this series at podcast.duolingo.com. You can also subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you prefer to listen. With over 200 million members, Duolingo is the world's largest online language learning platform and the most downloaded education app in the world. Duolingo believes that everyone should have access to education of the highest quality for free. Learn more at duolingo.com. I'm Martina Castro. Gracias por escuchar.